0: This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock.
1: Hey, Tom and Cecil, I got a joke for ya. So, uh, a guy went to a zoo, there was only one animal on display. It was a dog. It was a shit zoo. Glory hole.
2: Hey, Tom and Cecil, this is Amanda in Liberty Universityville, Virginia. Um, I was listening to your latest episode today, and I was listening to that woman who was Oh, mama, what did you do to prevent the gulag of Obama? And I was, I was thinking that if I honestly, really, truly, 100% believe that we were living in a world
3: where my children would be taken over by some evil dictator's gulag, do you know what I would do about it? I would make sure that I didn't have any fucking children.
2: Hey Tom and Cecil, this is M in Japan again. I was laughing my ass off when you guys were thinking about how to explain bukkake to the person's mom. Actually, in Japan, it's not such a bad word. At most noodle shops, you can buy bukkake udon, which is cold udon with a sauce splashed on top. It's delicious, but for some reason, I always feel really awkward ordering it, especially from male employees. Anyway, (laughs) kakihoru, mother
4: Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago at 833 West Chicago. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at this. Is episode 283. Actually, where is the welcome mat? Where is the welcome mat? We moved the welcome mat. It, I moved that welcome is mat. rolled up inside of somewhere? Whoa. I think I would notice. <laughs> Just secreted in your wow. anus? Wow. Man, I, where I, the fuck's the welcome mat? I don't know. Did, fucking that welcome mat was like
3: $50. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we are recording again. This is, our, I, th- I think, our third or fourth recording now from Gloria Hole Studios, part three, and it is... A thousand times better. It's uh, nice and quiet. It really feels like a home space. We have our patrons to thank for being able to uh, have a space like this, move us over the last couple of months from one to another and yet to another space. We really think we're going to find a home here, mostly because we signed a lease. It's not month to month. (laughs) But we're we're so we're, happy we to are, be here.
3: We are we, contractually obligated to find a, find a home here. You
4: can be contractually obligated to do a lot of things and break that off. You can
3: break, those prom- you can break a promise,
4: Tom. It turns out you can, my friend. It turns out you can. Huh. Uh, <laughs> huh. Long contract notwithstanding. Huh. We do also have... Moving on and moving, moving on. on yeah. <laughs> we do also have a beautiful view from Glory Hole Studios of uh, a boat yard and a... <laughs> uh, fucking... There's construction. There's cement trucks. Thing? I see.
3: Yeah. No. It's. I mean. It's totally fucking industrial over here. It is. Man. It is. It's yeah, so fucking, fucking industrial. Trent Reznor yeah, fucking, fucking works over fucking, there. It's called craft work <laughs> over there.
4: Yeah. But this is this is a this is a great space. Actually, as much as we're joking about roundabout it, we're happy to be here. We're happy to have the opportunity to record. We just recorded a patron only episode, a Pastor Manning patron only episode. Yeah. Just a few short jerk chicken slices ago. Yeah. And uh, we think it's going to turn out. Pretty good. Pastor Manning did all the heavy lifting. He really
3: did. We hope it turns out good. We want to thank our patrons for uh, for their patronage, and uh, all the patrons can access that on Patreon. Uh, But we're recording a week early. Normally, we would we would wait and record, uh, you know, a little bit, wait around a little bit before we start recording. And during the week, sometimes we record on Wednesdays, things like that. But today, we're recording on Sunday before the other episode even gets released to the audience. We're recording. There won't there won't be as many emails as we normally get, but uh, but we want we needed to record because I am heading down. I don't even understand this to Mississippi. Mississippi, M I S S I S S I P P I. Really, nice job. Really, yeah.
4: Jesus, Hattiesburg, Hattiesburg. That is not a place. No. That's a fucking lynching zone, dude. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I still, I feel I gotta, like I feel like you got to check uh, in with me every six hours, or I'll I'll have to call the fucking police. I
3: gotta get I gotta
4: get one of those placards. This is Lynchy on board.
3: God damn, it, it's a good Hang thing it. you can't tan, dude. <laughs> You'd be fucked. You'd be put to fucking work. Tan. I'm like a chud. <laughs> Jesus. You, yeah. This window is gonna give me fucking sunburn, and it's cloudy out. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, so this first story, I fucking love this first story. This is from news.com.au. Pro gun mom, uh, Jamie Gilt, will never give give up her guns, despite being shot by her son. Family says <laughs> oh, so. This no. is great. So this this woman is this pro gun. Uh, like, advocate, right? Mm-hmm. And she's come out and said, like, we all get all fucking jacked up to go shooting. Even my four-year-old kid loves to go out and get some shooting done. Shooting, shooting, shooting. Let me, let me
3: quote. She says, all of ours know how to shoot, too. Even my four-year-old gets jacked up to target shoot the twenty-two. Yeah, because fucking get the kid full of trucker speed and hand him <laughs> a gun. <laughs>
4: Four-year-old kid. Here you go, son. Woo! and kid's like, like, where's the glory hole? It's just me. I th- don't have a lot to put in there, but I'm going to put whatever I got in there, mom. It's like, I just put fucking yellow jackets and mini fins in his Cheerios. He's fucking,
3: he's on fire. It's unbelievable. It's a wonder. It does wonders for the ADHD. Right? Admittedly. Jesus. Clean yeah. him right out. Give him Adderall. Ah, I'm ready,
4: so this fucking gun nut, she she's got a gun in her in the back seat of her car, a loaded forty five caliber gun. Yeah, which I like any loaded gun in the back seat of your car where your kid is is like, it's like a bad decision on a bad decision. But also like a fucking big ass goddamn gun. It's not like it's not the twenty two right. that she's all fucking jacked up to get her little toddler <laughs> shooting at <the> people <laughs> with. If my kid was fucking jacked up to go shoot stuff, I'd be like, "Whoa, we need to fucking revise, remo fucking vise That's
3: crazy. So, there she is. She is driving her. She's driving, driving her in the car, car, and her her, all, nearly a toddler, right. four-year-old kid. Right. And That's like not even. Like, I don't even know what that is. It's before kindergarten. This is a kid who doesn't think in paragraphs it's a yet. Preschooler, right? <laughs> yes. right? It's a preschooler. Right. Like th- they can only communicate like twenty-five words. Maybe a little... It's like... <laughs> can you imagine, like,
4: the crayon They're drawing? signing everything, like, feed me. Like, tap in the face. Can you imagine the fucking crayon drawing of the family? It's like the house, like the stick house, and the stick dad, and the stick mom with, like, a fucking bullet hole, of like, the red leaking <laughs> the red out. red leaking out of mom, and the one giant bullet that's flying away. <laughs> this is mommy's leaky hole. Yeah. <laughs> Her Wait, other leaky oh, hole. Oh, <laughs> no! Oh, no!
3: Uh, but in any case, kid gets kid pulls out the gun in the back seat and shoots the mom who has a Facebook page called Jamie's Jamie guilt for gun sense. <laughs> now, I'm not an authority on this. You're a English major. Is that irony? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more ironic than rain on your wedding day, my friend. <laughs> I just love this so much. And the best part is, is that they've gone after this woman to ask her, like, what the deal is, like, you know, what are you going to do now? And she's doubled down on this and her family's doubled down oh, and yeah. said, no, I'm not, and gonna yep. I'm not interested in doing this. And I watched another report about this where an NRA member was talking and said, guns should not be in arm's reach of children. I'm just thinking, they should be farther than just arm's reach, right? What is it? What do you put a tiny velvet rope around your gun? <laughs> <laughs>
4: When the arms reach, the kid will fucking take one step and now it's close enough. The gun, I can't even imagine why you're driving around in a car with a loaded gun. What is, take the kid out of the equation. What do you, I drive a car every day. There's never a day I don't drive somewhere. I'm driving somewhere every fucking day. I've never had a loaded gun in my car. And I've never been in a situation where the situation would have been improved by the presence of a loaded gun in my
3: car. In the in the same video, they were showing safe places to carry your loaded gun in the car, and it was the center console and the drive and the glove compartment. Those Yo, why the not just places.
4: mount it right to the fucking steering wheel?
3: So when the airbag goes off and boom <laughs> shoots, <out>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> why would why do you need a you loaded gun you in your car? To, you don't need to have it be automated. Just get a four year old, and <laughs> you'll be fine.
4: Just shoot everything. Yeah. It's, it's so awesome because it says, it says this is an accident and nothing else. And yeah, they, they this is poor trigger discipline, right. that's all <laughs> <laughs> And when they ask her, like, they ask her, like, well, you know, why was the gun even within fucking any length reach of a sure. four-year-old? She's like, I don't want to go into that right now. All I know is God and guns. I mean, that really is her answer. Yeah. Her answer is full of God and full of guns. She's like, it's just an accident.
3: Yeah, well, it's, it's an not- accident
4: that can't happen to you.
3: Well, and... and- you know, we're all laughing about this because the woman survived. The woman is going to live, et cetera. She right. wound up getting – it was serious injury. Yeah, but she, she was she, not unhurt. She, she survived. You know, what if the little kid got killed? You know, right. I, it doesn't, doesn't your brain as a mother look at this and say, you know, I was the one who was injured this time. But my kid could have easily, you know, fucking put that in his mouth and been like – mom, And right. he fucking shot himself in the face. It right. could have easily happened. Can't you, as a mom, see that and think maybe this isn't a good idea? That I'm. This is somebody for gun sense. Yeah, for gun sense. Fucking try to have some. Yeah. Like fucking borrow some is if you need to. Is that irony? Again, <laughs> it's like Ray. Hey, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Is it like ten thousand spoons when all you need is a knife? Or it's not okay. like that. Okay. None of that shit is actually ironic. The
4: <laughs> it defines the song. Okay, it's it's. <laughs> But conversely, like, can you imagine this kid if he shot and killed mom and then you grow up
3: with the guilt of like the Jamie guilt? The (laughs) The Jamie guilt. Do you remember when Trump was talking about um, and he said it a couple times, right? He said, you know, when we when we. Don't torture these people. Yeah. We look like the dumbest, weakest people in the world. <laughs> right. Don't you think it's I like I know where like, doesn't, head is. don't you think it's things like this that make <laughs> us look like the dumbest people in the world? Where you fucking you somehow left a gun for your uh fucking just turn out a toddlerism kid and he shoots you. Yeah. You know, and actually, now that you say that, I'm thinking about a four-year-old
4: is still in a car seat. So did you put the gun in a car seat? That's true, right? Like, it's, it's not like he's, like, in the back they seat. They did like, say the kid was still strapped into his car seat. They so did say this. did you put, like, I mean, that's an honest question at this point. Were you like, well, just throw some shit in the back
3: seat? <laughs> <laughs> you just chuck a loaded gun back L- into the car you, seat. Okay, I'm going to set this on your lap. Now, we're going to give you this uh, turnover, this cake. I right? want you to hold it back here real careful. And on top is mommy's gun, okay? <laughs> <laughs> So be real careful with balls. <laughs> Where did you put this thing? More careful with the gun. That's why the, the I mean, the article got picked up. The article that we
4: grabbed is from it's an Australian news source. Yeah. When you say like, doesn't it make us look stupid? It makes us look so stupid that it gets picked up internationally. Like, ha ha, America. Yeah. It's embarrassing, exactly. right? <laughs> It's embarrassing. It's a fucking shit stain on your white pants <laughs>
3: on your wedding day.
5: <laughs> I do believe that atheists are parasites in the sense they're benefiting from everything that religious culture has built in America, but they're doing nothing to add energy into the system.
4: This story is from the Raw Story. It's uh, our favorite. It's Rafael Cruz. Atheism leads to child molestation and perversity.
3: So I don't think we should.
4: Uh, we should not put words in the esteemed Mr. Cruz's mouth.
3: Now, Mr. Cruz. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Cruz here is uh, speaking in front of a classroom I mean, he looks like he's speaking in like the fucking saddest civic center in america it's it's a time it, you could hear the, the the size of the room is pretty small yeah. and uh and it sounds like he has some very close interaction with the people there so it's Dude, it sounds like i mean it's like a community center yeah he's speaking in a place in that you can just Gary. see it it's like yeah
4: he's speaking in a place that has free cheap coffee and drop ceilings yeah, yeah right so it's <laughs>
3: just you know exactly what i'm talking about there's a glory hole in the bathroom. <laughs> all right this is cruz
5: now nah. yeah. There are other foundations that the world sets on us. Let's talk about two of them, which are very interrelated. <coughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm trying it's not a, to. Few of them that are, are very interrelated. interrelated. <laughs> it's so great!
4: It's, it sounds like a caricature. Here's the he thing: does. like I've he met, does. I've met a hundred people with accents. Nobody sounds like this. Yeah, I Nobody know. sounds, it sounds like, like this. he's Trying to sound like right. This.
5: Yeah, that's what makes it so funny. One of them is atheism. The other one is secular humanism. Let's look, for example, at the behavioral consequences of these two foundations. I can't, I can't
3: (laughs) do the consequences,
4: behavioral consequences. Uh, (laughs) Oh my God, it's amazing. What could possibly be the behavioral consequences of secular humanism? Uh, Being kind to other people because you recognize the inherent humanity of all. Okay, you think he's going to say that? I do. I think I fucking put words in it. Hold on. Let me try it again. Being kind to people because <laughs> you recognize the inherent humanity of them all.
3: <laughs> Main. <laughs> I can't do it. It's so awesome.
5: Well, if there is nothing, if there is no God, then we are ruled by our instincts. Mm,
3: or our thoughts.
5: Oh, yeah. Like I guess Or you could our go,
3: social contract. Right?
4: I, well, I'm not ruled by my instincts ever. Yeah. Like my instincts... You are ruled by your instincts only when you are in a place where you're like, okay, this is an allowable place for me to behave animalistically, right? Yeah. That's like, yeah. for me, about about a 35-second journey,
3: right? Yeah. That's all it takes. It's like it. If you're ruled by your instincts, you would just rape or something, right? Like, wouldn't you just, like, run down the street and be like, I don't want to But that's, it. that's what he's going to say, right? But, but that, I mean, like, but, but, people but what's, don't, right? what's the level of fucking secular humanist rape out there? Right, right. It. it, it is it, it more than Christian
4: rape? I I think cause I, I. think. I think the problem here is that he's basically like, well, without God, we're all lizard brain. Yeah, Like, we're all just lizard brain. And it, like, what about the fucking frontal cortex? Like, what about our thoughts and our feelings? And like, yeah. you know, like you said, our social constructs, like
5: all of the other things other than just our base instincts. There is no moral absolutes, which means we operate by situational ethics.
3: That's not true. And, that, and the other thing too is like, what are you talking about? Moral absolutes? You don't have moral absolutes. You have a book that says "do not murder," but then it's like, okay, do not murder, but then you put fucking clauses on it. Do not murder except in, in cases of war. Do not murder in except of cases of fucking uh, self-defense. Self-defense. Do not murder in in, in, in except a, you know unless they committed a horrible crime yeah. and then you're allowed to murder them. You know you fucking don't have absolutes either, unless the absolutes. Yep. Refer to the first part of the fucking commandments, which is don't like any other gods because I'm super angry if you do.
4: Yep. And it's so funny because it's like he's going to get down here and go down the moral relativism path without understanding that situational ethics is actually a more moral way to behave, right? If you have moral absolutes, that, that allows for no gray area. It allows for no context. It allows for... No flexibility. Without intellectual flexibility yeah. in terms of how we determine what's right and wrong, we're like,
3: it, that's absurd. That's like, how you get a hand chopper offer right, machine. Right. That's exactly right.
4: Yeah. It's exactly right. Like it, it's just it's just like well I'm not going to take the context into consideration. Sure. Oh well then you're fucking
3: an asshole. And One would say once you have the hand chopper offer machine, you have no flexibility that's anymore. <laughs> in your hand. You just have like a thing that you. Just Yeah, you get <laughs> Captain Hooked on it's all a, that shit. It, it's a pounder now. <laughs> <laughs> they
4: turned me from a grabby claw into a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> when all you have is a hammer,
5: every, everything's <laughs> a, a nail. Which, <laughs> unfortunately, is something that is being taught in every high school in America.
3: Yeah, I didn't learn anything about secular humanism in high school. I didn't learn anything about ethics or morality I, or yeah. philosophy the of o- any kind. The like, only th- thing I you? I think... That there was vague references in some of my literary classes to those constructs, but sure. they were never explicitly stated. It was always you know moral gray areas that we read in some sort of novel that we all had to read, like Nicholas Nickleby or something like right, that, right, right? right, right. and you 're learning about you know this moral construct that's happening to other people, but there's never a this is, you know, this is what morality is. This is what ethics is. This is, you know, the there ethics was never, There was of the under, broader question,
4: like, how do you define right and
3: wrong? Like, how and, do we... where, From whence does this knowledge... And, come I, and I think that's, that's age-appropriate, appropriate, in my opinion, right? right? That's what, you know, as a, as a high school student, I don't know that I could have contended with what ethics actually were, but if I used metaphor to understand it, I might have understood it better. Sure. Do you know what I mean? So wait a minute, wait a minute. If you read literature and were then
4: able to put it into context and understand a situation, oh. then the situational- He's right, they are teaching it in high schools. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Jeez. way to go. It's so sneaky. Raphael,
5: <laughs> you've uncovered our plan. <laughs> and situational ethics basically says that right and wrong depend on the circumstances. <laughs>
3: I love how the people are like laughing at yeah. huh, That's huh. ridiculous. Yeah, gosh, yeah. <laughs> right and wrong depend on the circumstances. Yeah, they literally like, always do. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because if you're starving, you wouldn't want to eat a, like steal a piece of bread, right? That's situational ethics. Well, and
4: it's like you were def- like when you were talking about you know, thou shalt not kill or thou shalt not murder. It's they, they just redefine things, yeah. right? That's that's how you get around that yeah. shit. Is you play fucking semantics games with it. It's the same thing. Yeah.
5: In other words, it's a moral relativism where you make your rules if you go home. No, you don't. No, that's, that's, that's not a, how I do that's, it. A,
3: that's a complete straw man, inaccurate depiction of something that you don't understand or right. that you clearly are trying to create a straw man so it's easy to kick down. That's, because you can't argue against it.
5: And then actually they've taken it to the level to say, it doesn't make any difference what you believe in as long as you're faithful to what you believe in.
4: Nobody says that. Who has said that? <laughs> I think that's terrible. It doesn't I, even make any like, sense. I am a secular humanist. I think that's the... It's, it doesn't matter what you believe in as long as you totes believe it real hard. <laughs> I think that's the worst...
3: That's terrible. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Nobody has said that. Nobody. And the only reason you're saying that is because people... Everybody's going to have the same reaction Tom had, which is, like, what? I can't even... I wouldn't... I wouldn't what? what? I, yeah. like, like, somebody's like, yeah, I fucking... I fucking killed and ate that guy. I will say that sounds... But I really believe in it. That sounds super new-agey to me. Yeah, it sounds sounds deep-locky, right? It sounds like the secret, you know? Yeah, right. right.
5: You you make your own set of rules, and then you live by your own set of rules. And of course, he said there are no absolutes. When it is convenient, you change the rules. (laughs)
4: Who's laughing? Why, that's not funny even if you agree with him. The four people that are in the audience. Look, but no, I mean, honestly, like, even if you agree with that, it's not funny. He didn't say anything funny. (laughs) Yeah, those those silly secular humanists, what do they know?
3: What's funny about that? I missed the joke. Well, I think that they're they're laughing at the absurdity of it all because it is absurd because he's painting an absurd picture of shit that doesn't exist.
5: Do we know any politicians that have done that? Hitler.
3: (laughs) Hitler. This guy Godwin, the conversation <laughs> you gave him four seconds to interact. He's the only thing this guy said is just. He, he just as soon as as soon as you gave him the floor, he's just like Godwin, <laughs> like as soon as he could. This is a guy who's just
4: like he just goes it's like he goes to an improv thing. It's like okay, all right, give me a job, Hitler. <laughs> no, mm, I don't okay, know about that. that's that's not. Right, give yeah.
3: me okay, all right, give me a world. though will fuck. Uh, can't do uh, world leader. No, uh, it's not. Uh, all right. Hairstyle? Uh, <laughs> a mustache type. Um, a German? No.
4: Uniform? Uh, <laughs> shit. Uh, a type of march? No. Okay. Fuck. Uh, shit. Uh, camping? No. Shit. Okay. Uh, bread? Baking? Ovens? No. Okay. We got a... Son of a bitch! He's going to get me every time! Well, <laughs> <laughs> Just go to Washington. Well, I
2: thought
5: I Just it. go to the White House. <laughs> <laughs> so...
3: Yeah, just go to the White House, because that's that's where moral relativism sits, right there. It's at the White House. Yeah.
4: Yeah, because we definitely want to have a leader of, of America, the, the largest economic and military power in the world. We want to have somebody who doesn't take the situation into account. We want to have somebody who's like— well, there's right and there's
3: wrong and there's no gray area. Yeah, someone who's situationally unaware. Right. Where you don't approach every single situation differently. I would be as uncomfortable with a true pacifist, right?
4: Somebody who is a, a hard pacifist. I would be as uncomfortable with a pacifist in office as a hawk in office. Like, there, you have to take uh, situations
3: into there's account. There's nuance. You have right? to take control. Yeah. And, of course, these leads us. Leads us. Of course... This leads What does he, he, he say? What did he say? Leads I think this leads us is what he said. No, that's, that's re- he did Let's no. rewind it and see what he said. And
5: of course, this leads us. I,
3: I... Okay. If you say that's this leads us... I think that's what he said. I thought he said, these leads us. leads us.
5: When there are no moral absolutes, leads us to sexual immorality, leads us to sexual abuse, leads us to perversion, and of course... No hope. No hope.
4: No hope. Perversion and no hope. No hope. First of all, tell me more about the perversion, please. But what's with the no hope? I have plenty of hope. Why would I have no hope just because I'm secular? I'm fucking filled with hope. I'm fucking, I'm a goddamn hope machine.
6: (laughs) Now, the concern, obviously, is if this isn't bottled up in San Francisco, this kind of nonsense, then it's going to be spreading across the entire fruited plain, and you're going to be going to your Burger King in Des Moines, Iowa, and you're going to have a rainbow-colored wrapper for your Whopper. So this is
4: from Right Wing Watch. <clears throat> Rafael Cruz brings Nazi Germany rant against marriage equality. So, here we go, Cecil. We've got we've, we had Hitler in the last one. We got Nazi Germany's returned again. It's about marriage equality because they literally have nothing else to talk about. This is the only thing they have to talk about. It's amazing to me that that's the talking point that they all, that's it. This is it. This is it. it, I'll be, I'll be very blunt. Like if, if we said tomorrow, like, okay, well, we're not going to talk about, about the the Christian railing against gay marriage stuff. I couldn't find enough stories to cover. Yeah. Because it's, it's such a fucking focus focus. of their, of their their entire
3: crazy platform. Yeah. All right, well, let's, let's
5: take a listen to this. This is uh, Rafael Cruz again. And then we had the June 26th decision.
3: Hune. Hune. Hune Hune 26th. Hune. They take June, Hewn. The June 26th decision? Amazing. They take the 26th and they hew it Damn. down. <laughs> That's what you do to the word
4: June. You hew the J right out of it. Hewn <laughs> it.
5: Shunk. When the Supreme Court attempted to redefine marriage. Now, that one actually starting to act as a catalyst because that decision is much more that redefining marriage, it is actually a frontal attack on religious liberty. Oh,
3: it is. Is it a full frontal attack?
5: Because <laughs> that's kind of hot. I'm interested. That's kind of <laughs> hot, yeah.
3: That's, again, the, they're, they're talking about the, the Supreme Court case now right? as if this was a huge attack on religious liberty. And I, I, again, it, it's, fucking, it's that narcissistic fucking I'm the only one who matters. Your marriage is about me bullshit. Right. It's, it has nothing to do with you. It's not a full frontal attack on religion because they're not mandating people get gay married if they don't want to. If everybody that's religious decides tomorrow—it's like abortion, right? Like, if everybody
4: decides they don't want an abortion, the fact that an abortion is legal won't mean anything. Right. Right? So the the focus is wrong. It's not that these things should be illegal. It's that if these are things that you find morally distasteful— then you should be presenting strong arguments about why these things are morally distasteful and try to sway the conversation in that direction. Making something that's entirely victimless, like gay marriage, illegal, is pointless and weird. And like, because if everybody woke up tomorrow, it's like, we don't want a gay marriage, and what then it matters not at all if it's legal, yeah, right? Cares. It's like it's like petting a giraffe. Yeah. It's like is it legal? I don't know who wants to do that. <laughs> I mean if you want to, great. I don't want to. Fine. It's, it literally means nothing.
3: So
5: that decision is
3: cussing the sleeping giant. It's cussing the sleeping giant. No, it's cussing the slipping giant. <laughs> hey, you, hey you fucker, get off that ice. <laughs> slipping giant? The fuck. <laughs> I gotta look up to do it. I'm gonna look up. Yeah. Hey, you fucker! <laughs> the fuck off the ice! He's Yali Green Giant.
4: <laughs> He's the Yali Verde Giant. <laughs> S- slipping Giant. He's a slipping Giant. That's awesome. That's fucking amazing. I can't understand this man at all. <laughs> I can't understand anything he says. Like I feel like I'm a like, fucking half a step behind this whole episode.
5: So I'm like, the fuck did he just say? I oh, try it again. Cuss out that sleeping giant. So that decision is causing the sleeping giant to wake up. And I am very encouraged because many pastors across America are starting to say, we cannot be silent anymore. You know, silent anymore,
4: silent anymore. The fucking pastors of America will not shut up about this. It's literally
3: the only thing any of you assholes talk about. All they talk about constantly. It's it. Yeah. Like you said, it's the only thing that any of these people talk about. That's the only reason we have stories. Right.
5: It is. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Pastor Dietrich Bonhoeffer, in Second World War in Germany said, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. We cannot be silent anymore.
4: Yeah, that's true when we're talking about the extermination of six million Jews. Yeah. Right? Like, absolutely. You know, it's a profound, it is a profound and honest thing to say when you are talking about actual evil sure but when you're talking about like two chicks that want to go down on each other it's not the same thing it's
3: not at all the same thing and 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 you think you know i should be empowered to speak out against muff diving
4: (laughs) you're already empowered like that's the thing too like he can clearly already talk it right now he's speak he's literally doing (laughs) it right now i love when these guys are like i can't talk about this let me give a speech <laughs> in it. public yeah. about how I can't talk about this. I don't – you know what? That's rain on your yeah. wedding day too, man. He
3: wants consequence-free <laughs> right. bigotry. So yes. what he wants is so that they'll sh- – he doesn't want anybody to show up and be like, Rafael Cruz, <laughs> let me tell you something. I have some yeah. questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, dude – uh, why do you care? Are you, you know, a little gay, bro? <laughs> right. Like, I mean, are you a little gay. Yeah. Is your hand itching for a yeah. cock right uh, what, now? Are like, you, are little you just gay? Like, oh, What's going want, on? Yeah. What's going on with you that makes you care about it so much? And he gets super mad about that. Does not like the implication behind that, and he doesn't want to have the consequences. Of being outwardly anti-gay, right? That's the problem. That's exactly right. That's the problem. And so now he's he's. That's when he when he says you can't speak out about it. He means you can't speak out about it, and people will pat you on the back anymore. Right.
0: Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google Plus, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to DissonancePodcast at Gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per-episode basis. If you can't spare any money, Take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher, or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock.
4: Sister comes from Right Wing Watch. Um, this is also more Rafael Cruz. This is really a Rafael Cruz-centered episode. we did demanding for the patrons. Sure. And this is Rafael cruz for the regular listeners. This is this is I a, believe that's how he pronounces his name. <laughs>
3: this is a good layered uh enchilada full <laughs> Shit. of Rafael Shit. Cruz. What? It's an ethnic cuisine, Tom. Just, this is just like so every
4: time we have Rafael Cruz clips, we are so racist. <laughs> it's not racist to say the man is Mexican. It is racist to call someone Mexican. That's an insult. Well, he's not
3: Mexican, so. <laughs> I think he's Cuban or something. It doesn't matter. We're terrible people. It doesn't matter. They're all the same. It's, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's racist. That's racist. See, that that's is racist. racist. This whole conversation
4: yeah. about being racist <laughs> is
3: actually racist. All right. <laughs> Without further ado. <laughs> my racism is racist. Without further ado. <laughs> Rafael. <laughs> Rafael. One of the main. At least the sound quality (laughs) is (laughs) good. The thing is,
4: Jesus. (laughs) Where did you record this from a submarine? Let's (laughs) get the original
3: sound (laughs) better.
1: One of the main Ah! cases that uh, Justice Scalia wrote the majority opinion for was the Heller case protecting the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God.
3: It's like it's like trying to communicate with a, with a with a with a Mexican immigrant that only speaks four words of English at the bottom of the ocean.
4: <laughs> Play it again, Sam. Oh God, I
3: can't. I don't
1: know. One of the main cases that uh, Justice Scalia wrote the majority opinion for was the Heller case, protecting the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. Yeah, my son defended that case. Uh, uh, representing several states,
3: and they won that case five four. That's how a lot of decisions I, go. If five four is kind of the standard. That is a standard decision, right? I mean, what? unless it's like um, we shouldn't shoot people in the face, and like, okay, yeah, we're gonna go eight go one ahead. of this. Clarence yeah. Thomas is still on the one <laughs> side. It's
4: just fine.
1: The interesting thing, Steve, is you look at the minority opinion. Those four liberal justices said that the Second Amendment right does not apply to individuals, that individuals have
4: no right to keep and bear arms. I don't know if that's true. I, I don't know if it's true either. But again, we've talked about this before. No one's coming to take your guns, guys. No one's going to knock on your door. Do
3: you have guns in there? Because they don't know if you have guns in there. Yeah, that's number one. I guess that's number one. But right? then also number two is you know, they say that you know, the Second Amendment doesn't give you. That is, I guess, one way that they could get around not repealing the amendment.
4: They but- could reinterpret it as as to form a
3: militia, right? Yeah. Because it's kind of
4: written into it. The Second Amendment does say it does explicitly reserve the right for guns for a well regulated militia. Right?
3: I mean it's kind of right in there. Sure. Unless they're talking about bear arms. Like bear arms, you're just swinging bear around arms. a set bear. of bear arms. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a joke from Family Guy. That's a really funny when they th- they're sitting around. They're like, "Well, who would re- who would who would not interpret this correctly?" Of course, you can have bear arms, and they all turn and look, and there's just a set of mounted bear, bear arms, arms on the
2: wall. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if I ever shoot a bear, I'm just gonna mount the arms. I mount the arms. I think that would
4: yeah. be great.
1: One more justice like that, and we would lose our right to keep on bear arms. We would lose. All of our religious freedom.
3: Well, that wouldn't be the... Wait, are you going to lump them all together in the same case? Yes, because what
4: they, as soon as it goes 5-4 in the other direction, right? Like, they're just going to be like, turn over the whole Constitution. Well, wait, but then your authority to make this ruling is based on well, the Constitution. The fucking, you know,
3: it's bullshit, too. You know, you guys had the fucking court. The court was yours, and we still voted the right way on gay marriage. Right. So, yeah, that's that's a great point. You know, as
4: much as we talk about like whether a justice is conservative or a justice is liberal, many of the justices swing on the issues because they're not politicians. and and they know, and I think that they respect that their job is really not to be politicians. Where you come into is how is the Constitution uh, interpreted? um you know, questions along those lines, but they are really explicitly barred from making. Political decisions are supposed to make decisions specifically relative to the facts and merits of a case as related to its constitutionality. And I think most of them do try to do an honest job of that without doing necessarily a super political job of that. We
3: will see abortion on demand to the day of delivery. Abortion on demand? You can order through Comcast? Man, that's so convenient. (sighs) Be like, go to Channel One to get your abortion. (laughs) (laughs) Go to Abortion Hub. (laughs)
4: <laughs> you get a text yeah. message great news your abortionist will be here in 15 minutes
3: and you just like oh it's awesome you just go to a certain place on your on your on your computer and then you open the CD drive and a little tube comes out goes right in there and sucks it right out of there abortion on demand till the day of delivery yeah because who's asking the thing is like nobody's asking
4: for these things that's the thing like they, this all is paranoid right because there is nobody, nobody. I'm, I'm fucking super pro-choice. I am more pro-choice than a lot of people. I'm pretty fucking pro-choice. But nobody is saying like, well, I mean, until she's pushing, like until the baby's crowning, yeah, it's all good. Nobody's making that argument, right? I mean, or nobody is making that argument. Or if they are making an argument, they're making an argument again that's more nuanced. This is a guy. We just talked about this before. He talks about absolutes. This is the problem with absolutist right. thinking, right? right. Because. If I am going to have, or, or a doctor is going to perform an abortion at 39 weeks, the fucking, the, the child is probably brain dead or, you know, there's some sure, situation, sure. right, which demands a different way to think about what's going on here. Yeah. You know, nobody, nobody is advocating like, oh, you've got a healthy full-term baby. Mom's fine. Baby's fine. You're 39 and a half weeks. Well, let's fucking stick a sword in its brain. Like, yes, nobody's that. doing this. <laughs> nobody's even asking for this to be done. So it would never go to the court and be like, can I fucking vacuum out a nine month old baby? What? No! <laughs> no one is asking you that! No, you can't do that. We don't have a Dyson powerful enough. <laughs> Gotta get the animal one. Oh, God, the animal!
3: <laughs> God, you use the shark. <laughs> dum, 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 <laughs> dum, 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 dum. You just put a bunch of them in there. Use the piranhas. <laughs> you get a, a flobe attachment. A <laughs> it's a nobi. It's like a fucking KitchenAid. <laughs>
1: We will see that the, the the destruction of traditional marriage and the family is the foundation of society. If the family is destroyed, society will be
3: destroyed. So he says that all the time. Family is the foundation of society. Family is the foundation of society. The destruction of traditional marriage. No, look, man, just because gay people got married doesn't mean I can't, you know, get married no, to it some does. to a to uh, 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 have a heterosexual relationship it just doesn't mean that it's a stupid thing to say you know
4: it's also the case that you know let's let's fucking grow up and look around and see the reality of new families like just because a family is quote-unquote non-traditional i'm trying to actually think of a of somebody in a straight traditional relationship or traditional family like i didn't grow up in a traditional family household most of my I, I tons of people are divorced they're integrated families there's You know, these are still families. They're not less than families. They're just different ways that families get made. And the nice thing about making families in different ways and having different options to make families is that more people get loved, right? Right. And is is that not the goal? Like, isn't the goal, if you're building a just and a peaceful society, isn't the goal that you raise children in a loving and safe environment, that adults have loving and safe relationships that they're comfortable and happy in? If the only way that works is in this fucking nuclear wet dream family sure. from, like, the fucking ye oldie times, then you've just limited the options for widows and widowers and divorcees and,
3: you know, orphans and, like, people who fucking still need to be loved. And isn't that, isn't that just a, a bleed-over of anti-diversity, right? Right. You know, there's this idea that we have this diverse uh, country, we have this diverse uh, group of people that have different creeds, different religions, different mm-hmm. uh, different uh, races – uh, different cultural backgrounds, all this stuff, but it's all bullshit to these people. They don't care. What they want is everybody to be the same. We all got to think the same thoughts about God. We all got to be, you know, clearly this guy's a different color than me, you know right. what I mean? But somehow he's got to, he's going to dictate how everybody's got to act. And then the same thing with families. It's like, well, the, my, my, your family's got to be exactly like mine. Well, why can't we have a diversity of what family means? What's the big deal? But the, to them, that's the—he's saying that that is the downfall of society right. the moment you have a non-nuclear family. Well, buddy, that's been happening for a long
4: time, man. It's always been the case. The only difference is now nobody looks at you sideways, right? Like, oh, you know, this this couple has three kids. That couple has zero kids. That couple has nine kids. That couple is, you know, comes to the fucking relationship with kids, and that one comes to—they you know, glue them together. They're Catholic. They're atheists. They're Jews. They're Mormons. Like— Fucking people are just fucking people. And the more options we have to raise people in stable, loving relationships across the board, isn't that how you build a better world? It would be disastrous, I I think, if Donald Trump became president.
2: Let let me me ask you, as a man of faith, and um, and look, there's been a lot of vitriol thrown around in in this campaign. But when you see uh, Trump uh, last night, I think particularly, I think he might have repeated it on MSNBC this morning, is that you see him, says, hey, Ted Cruz holds the Bible up. And he puts it down and then lies. This thing about your son being the biggest liar or being a liar. How does that – I'm not asking you to defend that because clearly you don't need to defend it. But how does that hurt you? How does that hit you as a father? Well,
4: fucking le- – like don't, don't defend it. Don't address the facts. Let's just talk about how it makes you feel to hear somebody – Call your son a liar? Like fucking. It sucks to hear people bad talk those that you love. Yeah, exactly right? right. It doesn't like, matter if they're son or your dad or whatever. Right. Like, hey, how does it make you feel when someone you love is disparaged? Well, how the fuck do you think it makes me feel? It's like those people. It's like, hey man, tornado just ate your house and your dog and your family and your pet. How you feeling? I don't know. Devastated.
3: <laughs> like my house, right?
2: As a <laughs> father to a son, and I know you, you and your son have a very unique relationship. You've 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 really been. Uh, not just a dad to him you've been a mentor throughout life aren't dad's mentors throughout life
3: <laughs> it's, it's wait gotta, a minute <laughs> like you've not just been a dad you've been a mentor well some could argue if you're you know you're not a dad that's around you're probably not a mentor very I well i guess but like if you're
4: part of this traditional family that they're fucking yeah.
3: down on here that and he still talks to his father clearly his father still talks for him
2: right so um uh, you came to your faith later in life it's it had a major impact on on ted ted says how Your conversion to Christ is the single most important event of his life. So how does that, when a guy sits there and says your son, and particularly brings the Bible into it and says your son's a liar, how does that, how does that strike (laughs) you? Hold on. Hold on. Can we ask a more fucking
4: obvious question, right? So, do you like it when people uh, are mean to you? So I know that yeah, the sky,
3: the sky is sort of this shade. It's not green. It's not yellow. It's kind of right in between. <laughs> um, is there any way that you could sort of tell me what color you think the sky is? <laughs> but
1: you know something. It is. It's, isn't it interesting that when he calls
4: her a liar. He is the one that's lying. Oh, doo head! <laughs> you do not call me a doodoo head because your head has the duty. I challenge you to a duel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For example, Ted had an ad that it just had Trump. Trump, in his own words, stating his uh, his positions. He had a 30-second ad. All it had was Trump. How can you say Ted is a liar when all he was doing was re- not even repeating, just playing?
3: Playing Trump's words. Well, because you could put the fucking that Adam Ricks fucking did that to Manning. You could yeah. cut shit up to make it look like somebody said
4: something that they didn't. Cecil edits the show every week to make it seem like I have something to say. So it is a it is a defense mechanism. It is empty words. There's no truth to it.
1: He's the one that lies constantly because he changes. For, he changes to anything he wants, and if you notice, he never gives specifics. It's all about making America great. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, what I, I love it,
4: dude. Well, when you're right, you're I right, know,
3: bro. I know when you when you see like the people on the Republican side are like, what the fuck does, does that, that even, even mean? mean? Jesus, make America great again. <laughs> make me a sandwich again.
1: How you're gonna make America great is it's an empty promise. D- Trump d- is the biggest enigma. Uh, we have. We don't know where he would be on
4: any issue. Yeah, I agree with that. That's totally I true. I completely agree. That's totally th- true. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Ralph. Yeah. Ra- Raphael's yeah.
3: right. And the thing is, is fucking, I think he's... I want to buy think, him and Donatello a pizza. That's fucking I'm right there. I think he's right that his son is actually more open about how he would do things than Trump is. I think that's that's absolutely true. That's fair. Yeah. Totally I just fair. think his I think his son would be an incompetent boob in office. His son does not seem very smart. No. His son
4: has this, like fucking deer in the headlights look all the time, like like he's unsure. Like somebody propped him in front of the camera. Yeah. He's like, guys, yeah. guys, I don't want to do this. Like that's the other thing about these fucking idiots, right? They're like, this guy is dangerous. This guy is terrifying. This guy is. And then when this guy becomes the nominee, they're going to be like, we love Trump.
3: Go America. Make it great again. Yep, yep. They are going to be like, oh, man, that dude's horrible. <laughs> So from that same article, Tom, there's a, there's a clip from Jim Baker. It's short, but it's funny. And it's, it's basically him just trying to sell buckets of slop, and it's
7: hilarious. <laughs> the church should be the lighthouse. It should be the ready place to be able to take care of the people's needs. Mm-hmm. But what we've done this week, and I believe there, there is such an urgency inside of me.
4: Yeah, You just got to hit the can, man. It'll go away. It's fine. <laughs> Everybody, look, here's the thing. It's pretty normal. Three yeah. or four times a day, it's a little urgency.
3: Maybe once a day. The big urgency. Especially <laughs> especially when you're drinking as much Metamucil as this guy. Right? Yeah, Look, there's going to be some urgency.
4: Dude, if you got a brand muffin and some coffee, there's definitely some
7: urgency. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the headline today. that I have five, probably, headlines that the Third World War could begin this month. This month. This month. This month. Yeah. No, I mean, if you follow the
3: headlines like Jim Baker does.
7: What headlines? The ones from the Weekly World News.
3: Okay. All yeah. right. You got me.
7: We don't know when... These all these things will happen.
4: <laughs> you said it was going to happen this month. You just said it. You just said it was going to happen this month. It could happen this month. We don't know when. Yeah. Well, fucking, it's the fucking ten. <laughs> I got three weeks. If there's World War Three in three weeks, I'm fucking for the next twenty-one days.
7: Oh, that's awesome. But I'll tell you what, if that is the third one, and it does begin this month, there won't be any food left. In the warehouses to ship out
4: then i don't want to be alive anymore <laughs> then i don't want to be alive anymore That's, i don't want anyone i love to be alive oh anymore Is, i want everyone vape cecil i love you like a brother if it's fucking world war three i hope a missile hits your face <laughs> i hope it hits you
3: right in the face Love you too, bro. <laughs> That's exactly why. I know, I know. I don't right? want to live in walking dead times either. That like, sounds uh, horrible. Oh, uh, walking dead? That sounds horrible. I think I'd rather pass on all that. Is there any way to die really quickly? Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, how are the radiation burns? Well, they're way worse than just being obliterated, yeah. so fuck off and thanks for asking. Yeah. Oh, also, great. I'm hungry. Are you saying I get to I get to survive and suffer for several weeks before <laughs> I die? <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Uh, Yay. Isn't this the slimiest shit, though, you've ever heard him say, though? I mean, here he is saying. Guys, this stuff's going to go. I I don't know when it's going to be because nobody really knows, but it, probably about a month, and there won't be any food left, so you better order your bucket of slop today. Do you know why he's saying this? It's the end of the first quarter. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Right. Right? Yeah. He's like, he's like, look, end of March, man. First quarter's looking a little shoddy. I need shoddy. to fucking get rid of this, uh, all this slop that's in my – I need I to got, make room look,
4: for more slop. I got to reduce inventory <laughs> and drive revenue, man. The fucking shareholders that fucking hate international are fucking running me ragged.
7: Because one event, everybody goes and orders, and that's what people order when they hear something, when they see something.
3: Like when, like you know, they, they hear something or when they see something like, "This could be World War III this month." Is Why, that- like your show.
7: <laughs> and we have a year of food and for the $600 gift and all of this amazing food, and we have uh, two. Bonus buckets, we have a. Are you fucking kidding me?
4: <laughs> you're like, dude. dude you're buckets. sitting around. Sell buckets, dude. You're sitting around in your fucking hovel, like you're you're like you're basically like living in a fucking like an a armored car laying on its side, fucking heating up your Jim Baker bucket slop food over a fucking sterno can and like the bones of your children, and you're like, oh. Thank God for the bonus buckets. We would have been so hungry if we didn't have bonus
7: buckets. A <laughs> huge potato slices that you can add to soups and all different, you know, all the different ingredients in the 90-day bucket. If the world runs out of food for 90 days,
4: three months, it's like, uh, how are we doing on food, guys? We don't have any. Oh, uh, well, I got 90 days worth. What happens on day 91? All of a sudden, Jewel reopens? Yeah, right. Like, Centrella's fucking back in business? Sure. Yeah. No! You need, if you're going to survive the apocalypse, I'm fucking 37. I need 40 years of food! <laughs> You've never
2: looked at the heavens? Everything in the heavens is here, moving as the heavens move. That's how I know it's coming. How else can I make the prediction? A thousand years ago, there was a great conjunction. Three suns lined up. Another great conjunction coming up. Anything could happen. The whole world might burn up. The great conjunction is the end of the
0: world. Oh, the beginning.
4: So this story comes from Right Wing Watch. Um, This is great because this is uh, more of that end times fucking garbage. Uh, But this one is good because he's going to use math.
3: Now to prove yes, you're shaking your head. why are you shaking your head Because I guarantee he's not going to use math. am anything. I am reasonably confident when you he's say use, use math. math, that means he's going to mention
4: a number that's how you math, right? Mathematicians in the audience, I believe you will back me up. that is how you math <laughs>
3: okay <laughs> Maths <laughs> maths more than one math. <laughs> All right. here we go this is uh, this is Rick Joyner, and I think he's in studio with Jim Baker
6: but You know, you can add up the genealogies in scripture and find that from the time of Adam until today, there's been about 6,000 years. There's one period in the Judges that's, that's a little ambiguous, so you have to give or take a hundred years, but we're Oh, only a hundred oh, years
3: off. Enough. yeah, no uh, give or take four point five billion <laughs> <laughs> it's plus it's six
4: thousand plus or minus four and a half billion. The best thing about yeah. six thousand is that on a scale of four and a half billion, it's such a small number that it's it, it, it it's actually meaningless. Yeah, like nobody in consequence yeah, yeah
3: exactly right. it's it's so funny when you hear these people talk about this and be like, oh, yeah, it's six thousand years old. Yeah, you're, if anybody that believes in a
4: 6,000-year-old world has got something wrong with their brains. You need to hand in your cell phone and your car
3: keys right, right 6, now. 6,000?
4: Yeah. years. The world is 6,000 years old. We routinely date
3: things back. Like, we routinely date things back beyond 6,000 right. years. Right, and, and it's so funny, too, because you're like, yeah, humankind last has been around a lot longer than that. And they, they just, they, they're, they're like, no, no, it's 6,000 years. And that's not just human. That's the whole. Because for them, it's the whole there's world. For them, it's the whole. world. There's always
4: been this world. There's always been people. Right. Like, there's not been a world without people. Ever so like these are the fucking people who think that you're walking around and there's a T-Rex over yeah, there exactly and you're like what's up T-Rex how you doing well, we're fucking riding Brachiosaurus to fucking school this is people that like the
3: Flintstones is a
4: documentary to
3: well, these motherfuckers well, the thing is is if we learned anything from Brian Fisher all you have to oh, do is just keep the alligator for a long time and it will turn okay. into I- it will turn into a Triceratops that you could ride to work but you got to keep it for say. Uh, a Lazarus, a Methuselah long time, a La- yeah. A Methuselah time. I, I said Lazarus, but I meant Methuselah.
6: We've been on earth since Adam about 6,000 years, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, that's six prophetic days. Jesus, Peter said, The day with the Lord is a thousand years, yeah. Right. And they really understood this because he's boring. That's why he said that because the Lord is boring.
4: It's like going on a bad date, you're just like, Oh my god. 3 hours? It's like it's Ugh. like it's like visiting
3: your boring aunt when you were 10.
4: <laughs> right? Like, oh god. When are we going home? Oh my god, she doesn't even have a television. <laughs> what it's, am I going to do? There's nothing here but a fucking bucket of unwrapped Werther's Originals all stuck together. <laughs> there's nothing here for me. And books with f's that look like s's. <laughs> it's just it's just a whole bookshelf of reader's digest condensed books of butterscotch.
6: <laughs> whole place smells like a doily farted. That actually sounds like heaven. I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, you know, some of those writings of the early church fathers, they, were, they would be clear about there will be 6,000 years until the end of this age. Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath, which is the seventh prophetic Jesus day. Christ. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Whenever they go off on this train,
4: whenever they go off on these trains, Cecil, and the the Jesus, so the six thousand years and then the seven thousand years, the prophetic days, and the thousand, and we're almost to seven. It's the end of the
3: world, Jesus. None of it means anything. Well, I think I think that it's it's great that they're that he's saying that there's been six days, and then we're waiting for the seventh. You're like, well, do we have to wait another whole thousand years for that to happen? Like, are we saying that so first off, it's for it's something like you're looking at about 4,000 B.C. is when the Earth came about, right? So about 4,000 sure. B.C. So we have to wait until 3,000 uh, 3, A.D. before we get to the end time
4: then? Well, and uh, then he's saying that then that means we're in the end time, which is in the last of the seven
6: days. Maybe he's saying it could happen any time during that seven days? He wasn't talking about being the Lord of one day of the week. He was talking about the millennial day the millennial 1000 year period in which Jesus will come to earth himself to rule and uh but so we are according to the the timelines given in scripture somewhere near the end of the sixth day and if you look at the first 7 days of creation prophetically oh my god jesus <laughs> Okay, no, I just needed a break.
3: Okay, Okay. all right, right. you good? You good? We're gonna keep going. We're Uh, gonna soldier through this. We can make it. Jesus Christ! Can you just burn me with something? (laughs) Just like tie cigarettes out of your hand to keep you cool. (laughs) God. Okay. All right. You ready? Here we go. Uh, All right. You
6: see parallels during each thousand-year period of man's history that you could see a a metaphor for that in the days of creation. It's an amazing. Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> what did any of that mean?
4: What, do you, what is oh, happening?
3: That's awesome. That's an amazing thing. That's just... that. All this is is numerology and a thousand years instead of like one year. You know what I mean? Like they're and just, they just decide it. Yeah.
4: They just decide it. Like, a oh, day's a thousand years. Oh,
6: okay. Well, fine. Fuck off. I don't care. But what happened at the end of the sixth day? God created man in his image. And I believe it's going to be at the end of the sixth day. By the way, when they in the New Testament said... We're living in the last days. They were talking
3: about the last days of the prophetic week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is this true? Because when Jesus was on the cross, he said TGIF. Yeah. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> they went out for potato no, skins afterwards. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> they got a loaded baked potato, and they got appetizers all for $10. Hey, guys, two yeah. for 20 <laughs> They got one of those cakes, those little cookies that come in the skillet. The, in the skillet, still they put, yeah, a little yeah. sizzling cake. It was delicious. Yeah, God. that's fucking amazing. I, well, it's the thing is, it's like, well, that was two days ago. Did he say it Thursday? Like, when did he? When did he say we were in the last days? Was it Thursday? Because it that's two days ago. None of it matters. None of and, it, Cecil. None say it? of it. He said it early morning Thursday. Jesus, stop! <laughs> <laughs> stop! Who cares? God, listen to
4: this. Uh, There's a host of people that are just nodding along like, oh, yeah, it all makes so much sense. None of it makes any sense at all. He's just saying it to you.
6: They weren't talking about saying we're at the end of the age now. They were saying we're in the last days of this prophetic
3: week. All we have to do is wait 2,000 more years. (laughs) Guys, hey, we're going to go in this for the long haul, okay? A couple more thousand years won't hurt anything.
4: We're in the last days of anything that lasts 2,000 years. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I'm not going to last 2,000 years. Even if you Methuselah me, I don't <laughs> last 2,000 years.
6: They knew it was about 2,000 years. Some of them even clearly wrote it of the early church fathers mm. about the time it- but,
3: I believe- but it doesn't even make it, it doesn't even that doesn't even match your fucking math you said that we've we've got we're just at the beginning of the sixth day because you said the earth was 6000 years so it's only the sixth day you said it's the end of the sixth day that's like fucking we got like 900 years to go if i'm just going by what you said did i do my math wrong Seven, if a thousand days, if a thousand years is one fucking <laughs> one day. I can't do it. No, this. I'm gonna do it. We're gonna, we're gonna do math it. this out. Do, we need, the, do no. we need the whiteboard? No, we don't. I'm not gonna do this because it's too easy. All right, so here we go. All oh, right. God. Here we go, Tom. Oh, I'm standing up. Uh, I can't. Okay. If I sit down, I'm gonna fall asleep okay. listening to this. A thousand years yes. is one day. Ah! Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. If we take that and we say a week. Is seven days. You got me so far. How many thousand years is that? Seven. Seven, seven thousand, thousand. years. Now you take seven thousand years. How many How many years does this dumb fuck think we lived here? Six thousand. Six thousand right? and change. The last days then. Yes. Would be the seven thousandth year. Yes. So we have. Like 900 fucking years to go. Right. We're, so, we're going to run out of buckets of food. <laughs> so, uh-oh. Fucking ridiculous. But he's not saying it's going to happen at midnight, right? Well, no, he's saying it's, it's, we're in the last days now. But we're in the last days when Jesus was around.
6: As man was created at the end of the sixth day, mm-hmm. you're going to see the new creation man come forth at the end of the sixth prophetic day. I believe we're going to see the body of Christ become all that it was called to be, to walk in all the authority and power. It's called to walk in being the new creation. Which greatly transcends the old creation. We're not just trying to get back to what Adam Adam had. No, we've been given an opportunity
3: to go for something far beyond that. That's it. That's where it stops. That's where it stops. What just happened? Well, I think he explained to you that one thousand days is a day. I will fucking come (laughs) over there. None of this. And seven thousand days is a week. And we're in the last days. Two, people are buying buckets of fucking food garbage for this. Well, they got to wait 900 years to use it. What
4: happens when you buy your bucket of food shit, right? Like you buy your bucket of fucking disaster food, and then what do you do? You put it in a basement, and then you hope that when the disaster strikes that you can get down to the basement and fucking huddle up around your fucking well of garbage. Yeah, is, that,
3: I, is that what you're supposed to do? Yeah, you're supposed to hide somewhere. You're supposed to have like one of those like cellars like they had in the road. Where you like have an outdoor cellar that you can just go to and just eat all your foods.
4: So what happens if the fucking apocalypse starts and I'm at work and I like work like an hour
3: away? You got to dig a deep hole. I got to dig a series of fucking holes. Well, You got to dig a long tunnel to get back to your Jeez. buckets of slime. Everywhere I go, I it's have like to fucking tunnel. Basi- yeah, basically, I got to fucking be a mole rat no. in order to survive. No, you're Dig Dug. <laughs> 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 you want answers? I think I'm entitled. To you them. want answers? I
4: want the truth. You can't handle the truth. This story comes from the friendly atheist blogs. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is now promoting skincare products. That have been meditated
3: over. <laughs> I fucking love these Gwyneth are, Paltrow. These are Tuck's meditated pads. Oh, nicely yeah. done! No
4: wonder you wanted to
3: cover this story. <laughs> I just came up with. Oh, that.
4: that's awesome! So, Gwyneth Paltrow, for the uninitiated, um, she is super crazy. Like, she's decided she's the one who wanted everybody to fucking steam their vagina to cleanse it out, yeah. like to like you like squat over a fucking hot bath of water or whatever, <laughs> or let the steam. That's like shoot s- up your hoo ha, that's, like, to- that's
3: like sous vide and some tuna, <laughs> <laughs> which which is not the way to treat it. Like you gotta sear it quickly, sear it quickly and then turn and move it, move on. Yeah, yeah. So um, I like it rare anyway. I gotta admit. <laughs>
4: She was. She was talking like last year. Oh, yeah, she, was, yeah, she wanted. She sure, wanted everybody's because yeah. it would balance out your hormones, is what she said. So oh, if your hormones are yeah, out of whack, yeah. then you got to steam clean your vagina. That's, what if you don't have a vagina? <laughs> what, what if there's no carpet down there? You know, like <laughs> he calls
3: Stanley Steamer. <laughs> nobody, nobody like, steam cleans the tile. Like said, he, you know what I mean? He's like, I, I'll give you an estimate. Uh, I'll do this one pro bono. <laughs> Well, it won't be a pro
4: Bono, yeah, but it'll be an amateur Bono. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my kid. He wants to help. He's Sonny Bono. Oh, <laughs> oh that's terrible!
3: Oh, gosh,
4: God, I'd steam clean her vagina. <laughs>
3: Oh that's, man, that's awesome! Oh, I'll tell you what. What is the hair straight though on there? If you steam clean it, I bet you the hair to get straight. Yeah, like if you just part it down the middle. That's how you. It, nope, nope. It's, yeah, no. Go ahead, <laughs> do it. We're moving on. We're
4: moving on. <laughs> now she's selling. So she's got a she's got a newsletter called Goop, mm-hmm. which I think is tremendous. Yeah. Um, and she pro- promotes all kinds of fucking garbage. Like sure, the, yeah. Like the, the fucking hoo cleaner yeah, and whatnot. Exactly. You. <laughs> um, so now she's promoting a skincare product that works. Because it's been treated to prayer, meditation, and music before ever appearing on the show. So you make
3: you make your goop, right? and you're gonna sell your shit. And then you say nice things to it. You sing to it. I'm like, you gotta read this read that first block of text there. All right. It, it, this is fucking amazing. This is it's about doing anything to increase
4: the energy of the product. <laughs> Put a battery in it. She says. That's awesome. We put crystals around the oils. <laughs> As we macerate the herbs, we play music. As we add the base oils, we use more music, <laughs> crystals, and meditation. And and they're, like, stop. they're like, stop the production. We need more music. <laughs> we don't know what more means. Does it mean louder? But yeah, I don't know either. Just more much.
5: Just more much. <laughs>
4: Then we add the flower essences. They sit out with music, too. So they, they basically just turn the radio on right. in their
3: factory. Sure. That's it. We used, to, we used to do the exact same thing when we cooked in a kitchen when I worked in a cafeteria. We just listened to WXRT. Right. Yeah. You turn music on at
4: work. That's kind of standard. You're not adding energy into the system. <laughs> You're just listening to music, you delusional shit. To so pass the time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. She estimates the whole process takes about six to eight weeks. She blends the oils the way a perfumer blends notes. Quote, in the Blending Room, we say blessings of love oh and my grace and gratitude. God, are you kidding me?
3: I got to pay you extra for that? I have to pay you because you said blessings of love and gratitude to my fucking essential oils? <laughs> I, that is a premium? That costs more money? Are you fucking kidding me? I could fucking wish it well and put it on my skin. Why do I have to pay you extra money?
4: I feel like anything I'm putting on my skin, I'm wishing well. Give right? me a break. Uh, I add the oils in a certain order, and I chant as I blend them. I, lurk, I like to burn frankincense as I do it to clear the room. It's sacred, energizing, and such a pure smell. Each product gets its own chant. Oh, God. Once the blend is ready, I meditate. Usually three words of intention come up for me in that meditation. The fuck and up. then I put those on the label, and it macerates for two
3: months. Yes. You thought of three words and put it on the label, and I got to pay extra $10 extra, for that? Extra extra bitch oh my god this is the thing though is that is that she's famous yes she has a following she clearly has a newsletter right where she sends these things out and people read it she has uh some sort of group behind her that's listening to what she has to say and she's selling this she's promoting this garbage yep guess how much this stuff costs per ounce uh, per ounce, yep. I'm gonna say, uh, $12. 176 Shut the dollars. fuck up!
4: It's $176 an ounce.
3: Wait, yes,
4: it's $176 an ounce. Because 0. 0.34 ounces, so about a third of an ounce, is $44. A third. Well, I'm, so I'm a little wrong. I'm it's, it's 44 times three. I'm sorry. Forgive me. It's a little cheaper. It's $132 an ounce. What? Yeah. Wow. This is six times the cost of silver wow pure silver you could buy silver you could <laughs> shoot werewolves with that
3: <laughs> if you chant over it you could probably kill a vampire you with probably could yeah. if yeah. you form it into a cross yeah would it could, would it be colloidal silver <laughs> it turn blue <laughs> like that smurf man <laughs> <laughs> This is this is absolutely ridiculous, though. This is a, this is a product that she's pushing. It's so ridiculous.
4: Did you did you read the bottom of it? Her flight ritual. Oh yeah, I was reading part. This of This is awesome. Let yeah. me read this. This is great. So when Gwyneth Paltrow flies, she has a ritual that she performs before getting on the airplane. People are fucking weird about airplanes. Like they've just decided that airplanes of all the fucking spaces that they get on, that airplanes have this fucking magic power to make you more sick than say. The subway, yeah, right, for example, right, right. or any sure, of the other sure. fucking
3: crowded mm-hmm. places we go. Unless well, that Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't fucking ride the subway. That's true. She has to ride with the plebs when she flies, but that's the only that's time. It. That's it. She said, I drink
4: tons of water, and I have a vitamin sachet that I put in it. Also, I moisturize my skin and put a mask on. I try not to eat rubbish. I'll pack a salad and fruit. If I'm going on an overnight flight, I'll drink whiskey or a glass of wine and then go to sleep. But on day flights, I try not to drink. When I land, I try to find a sauna to sit in to help me sweat out all the germs from the plane. That's not how that works. That's so paranoid. You know what I do when I get on an airplane? I get on it. And you know what I do when I get off the airplane? I step off the airplane.
3: Yeah, these people are worried because they're in close contact with commoners. That's why it's, they're worried. It's right. Yeah, they're going to get fucking poor on them. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, the poor rubbed off on me. Uh.
3: So we want to thank our most current patrons. We are super thankful for everybody who, is, uh, who gives uh, their generous patronage to the show. Uh, we want to thank Anthony, Cameron, Jonathan, Tim. David, Samir, Hugh Suck. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Shelly, Q, Katrina, and David. Thank you also very much for your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate it. So we have a little bit of email we have to talk about. Um, we want to start with Stuart from the uh, Exposing Pseudo-Astronomy podcast. Stuart sent in a message. He said, um, "He said I'm at the end of your most recent episode and you were describing that uh, cognitive dissonance shows shame where you hide under your blankets with your flashlight? He's like, the thing is, I initially heard it as flashlights, <laughs> and the funny thing is, Stuart is when I was when I was mixing it, I was like, I missed a good flashlight joke. Yeah, <laughs> I missed a good because you you know it's after the fact. I'm already mixing. I'm like, man, I could have said it's a shame show where you hide with your flashlight. I the always covers. miss my flashlight. Yeah, I yeah. always hide with my color, my flashlight under the covers. <laughs> I'm on
4: top of the fucking covers with that thing. Come watch me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, uh, Tom, we got an interesting message from Sarah and a bunch of other people about uh, some Syrian refugees in a hotel.
4: Yeah, so this is actually pretty great. There's a couple of different articles to point this out. Um, Syrian refugees in Vancouver were placed in a hotel that also happened to be hosting a furry convention at the time. And all jokes aside, I actually thought this was incredibly sweet because yeah. there are all these kids like these that have been through this terrible traumatic experience. And they're you know being resettled or they're they're being moved around and shuttled from country to country. They've seen awful shit. And I can't even imagine how wonderful it would be to be in a furry convention, like with people all dressed up as fucking, you know, anthropomorphic chipmunks and squirrels and foxes and playing. And the video is so sweet. There's like, there's like these kids and they're dancing and playing with these foxes and bears and stuff. Yeah.
3: I thought it was kind of wonderful, actually. That's really great. So awesome. Thanks for sending it to everybody. And we got it from a bunch of people. We got a message uh, from Daniel and Daniel wants us to wish Diego a happy birthday. I won't do it. So I'm not going to do that for uh, you, Daniel. That. I'm no. very sorry. But fuck not, you, Diego. totally not going to do it. And Diego, I ha- actually hope your birthday is not very fun. <laughs> I hope you don't have a fun birthday. I hope you get the call from the clinic I- on your birthday. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Tell so they got- just call, they say,
4: yes. We got a message.
3: <laughs> we got a message. This is from our new patron, Hugh Suck. And he uh, he's, a, he's a Houstonian. He is, and we're so sorry. He said...
4: Uh, I've just become a patron of the show. Even though you guys slam my city all the time, it's not as bad as you think. After a while, you get used to the humidity and the mosquitoes. And the smell from the refineries is usually barely
3: noticeable. <laughs> That's amazing. That's great. Thanks for the patronage, Hugh. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm just going to let you do this one. <laughs> man, this is from Dan.
4: Um, and he just sent a link to his story. And it's Sweden's Dr. Anal... <laughs> Loses his medical license. Where, so did, he, I, where did he lose it? I'm just curious <laughs> I, just, to, I don't where, know, but he where, spent some time <laughs> trying to fish it out. <laughs> so evidently there was this doctor. and This story is just fucking so bizarre. This doctor whose prescription for everything was to fiddle with your ass. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, I'm sure some people really like the treatment. There's, right, I, there's probably some people some out people there that are like, no, I'm sick again. That's exactly... I need you by my prostate. Right, Wherever you were, that's where you got to be. Just a little more, yeah. a little
4: more, yeah, sure. and I'm healed. You don't mind if
3: I wank this while you do that do you?
4: <laughs> It's like a touchless car wash. <laughs> <laughs> it just shoots that soap I did, all over. I yeah. I, hands free, I yeah, got that that's shit amazing. done. Uh, so, uh, fucking... Yeah, he lost his medical license because he's basically just diddling everyone's butt for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and deciding like it's like, oh, you've got uh, you got
3: the sniffles. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go ahead, and wiggle one up in there. Uh, hey, oh see so you so you got the sniffles. Have you seen Dr. Ace?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it sounds
4: like a No, he like, keeps
3: sticking chicken soup up my ass. <laughs> it's really unpleasant. Look, I've seen this movie, the right? Noodles it's get a, stuck up there. I don't like Nurse. It. <laughs> So we got a message from Welsh Dave and Welsh Dave says, hey, guys, love the show. I just had a strange thought and wondered what you think. Doesn't it seem ironic that Donald Trump is promising to build a big wall to keep out Mexicans, but he wants to use Mexicans to build it? Wouldn't that be taking away jobs from hardworking Americans <laughs> and giving it to the dirty foreigners? <laughs> That's very that true. Was great. That's very true. He also said, glory, hold gentlemen. And he spelled something out here, but there's not even a fucking vowel in the first. You can't one. use that. What are you going to do with that? Come on. Give that a hell. Give that. It's, uh, you, you read the Jabberwocky when you were a kid. That's the same words, right? Oh,
4: my God. All right. Twill guggeniot for That's right. I think you nailed
3: that. We got a message from George, and George heard our story. He's a patron, and he heard our story that I was leaving to go down to Mississippi this week. And he said... Oh, it's uh, already
4: Mississippi? We're that, we're that Mississippi. comfortable. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, wow. I don't know how to
3: spell the rest of it. So, wow. Yeah. We're just... I'm from Illinois. I don't know how to spell things. Fucking hell. Yeah. All right. If I don't have my phone in my hand. The great state of Mississippi. If there's not a red line under it, I don't know that it's misspelled. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to Hattiesburg, and he says... Luckily for you, Hattiesburg is one of the is actually one of our better town city things. <laughs> I love that. That made me laugh. They actually have a good selection of ethnic cu- cuisine and not just frog legs. At least for yeah, but a they place. Yeah, they think salad is an ethnic cuisine. As close to office Mississippi. <laughs> if you are traveling down fifty five south to Hattiesburg, then keep an eye out for the hundred and twenty foot cross at Winona. I don't think you'll have to keep an eye out if it's 120 feet high. If I pass, if I go down this way, I will take a selfie with this cross on the side of the it. road. You must. If do I it. see it, All I right. will take a selfie. I don't think you'll miss and it. And I will post it to the Facebook page. But the thing is is that I would have already posted it if I did it, because this show this comes show out come after, after, after I after, after I left. Well go check so Facebook and see if you saw it. I don't know if you saw it or not. I don't know if I did it. It's like the future in the past. See, 6,000 years, Tom, is equal to six. I fucking will straight kill you. We're done with that. (laughs) We got a message from Stephen, and Stephen says, Hey, guys, you're going to come to the Free Thought Festival happening in Madison, Wisconsin on April 9th and April 8th and 9th. It looks like um, James Randi and Eugene Scott, Eugenie Scott, pardon me, will be uh, headlining the conference. Uh, Yeah, you know. Tom and I were thinking about coming up, but it might be a little difficult. We're not sure that we're going to be able to make it. I know I can't make it on the 8th because there's uh, there's something going on in Chicago that I have to be at. But Madison is relatively short hop, so we'll yep. see. There's not a, there's no guarantee, but we wanted to let people know about it anyway. So you can check out freethoughtfestival.org to find out more information. Well, this early show uh, is done with, and we will be back next week. Hopefully, it's our plan to have a couple of different uh, – podcasts shows coming out in the new weeks here soon we're going to have two i think in a row uh one midweek show and one show very soon we're not sure if this week will yield a midweek show yet because it's so far in the future for us but we're going to try our damnedest so uh we hope that uh, that you enjoyed this and we're going to be back very soon with another episode until then we're going to leave you with the skeptics creed credulity is
4: not a virtue